0: Welcome to the Half Company podcast, a podcast that bridges the gap between artists and their community. I'm grateful to share conversations with Half Company artists and residents, friends, and a little bit of my own thoughts on creating work and finding balance. Welcome to the Half Company podcast. I'm here with Shara. Shara, wait, what's your last name? Crosby. Well, you know how it was scary to pronounce your first name? I think sometimes it's scary to pronounce the last name, too.
1: Yeah, it's scary for everyone. I'm People here
0: with Shara Crosby from South Carolina. We've never had a resident from South Carolina. Really? Well, yeah. I'm from North Carolina. I've never had a resident from fair. either Carolina. I don't think. There's probably some resident listening right now that's like, that's where I'm from. Yep. Um, Shara, tell us, Um, you're here because you are a artist, you're, um, taking appointments and working on your drawings and doing hand poke tattoos while you're here. Um, which is why I invited you because I, over the last year and a half have definitely received, um, a number of hand poke tattoos by women. And I'm really drawn to that as a way of receiving someone's art and time. And, um, yeah, you do lots of other things too. So, um, yeah let's where should we begin let's start with how you got into it it's
1: so weird because I never had intentions of getting into hand pokes um but somehow in the weird world of social media I came across my favorite hand poke artist Teeley in Brooklyn hi
0: T. love you
1: I love you. you don't know me but I love you <laughs> um and I knew about stick-and-poke tattoos but in the sense of like you know shitty at-home mm-hmm. tattoos right and I saw her work and I was just like oh my god mm-hmm. this is incredible and started digging deeper into it and saw a lot of really like, cool work surprisingly mostly from women mm-hmm. which wasn't intentional um,
0: but I thought it was really cool. Like and other hand poke artists yeah. you're seeing
1: were mostly all women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I thought, I think I can do this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And kind of just planned to give myself tattoos <sighs> and maybe some friends. So I started. I gave myself a couple and asked my friends, you know, reached out to see if they could be... Really cool and generous to, like, lend me their bodies to practice Mm. on and was shocked to find that a lot of people were willing to do that, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. And I just kind of found so many things that I needed in the process. And it kind of blew up. Everyone was wanting them. And I realized, like, this is something that I want to do. This is, I need this in my life. Mm -hmm. And it kind of became,
0: like, my catharsis. Mm What's the process like of tattooing yourself, both like pain <laughs> wise and spirit, emotional wise?
1: Um, emotional, it's kind of funny because I am generally always doing something else, while tattooing myself is sure. almost kind of in the background, which is really weird. But the first tattoo I ever gave myself, I you know had been practicing on fruit mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm was on the phone with my best friend and just told her that I was going to give myself a tattoo. So I sat in a really awkward position for like an hour mm-hmm. and tattooed myself. And at first it was really scary because mm-hmm. I thought that I had destroyed myself and it turns out that I wasn't going deep enough. And so I oh, okay. found that lesson out. Um, and yeah, it was very meditative almost um and as far as pain goes I honestly feel like I don't feel it at all when I give myself a tattoo wow um and I think a lot of that has to do with how much control I have over it sure um I know like exactly how deep I'm going I know when I'm gonna poke and I can just Mm. kind of zone out on it some whereas if someone else is giving me a tattoo, they're completely in control of what's happening and mm-hmm. how heavy handed they are, mm-hmm. and you know, all of that. So, yeah, it's surprisingly super easy. And normally, I'm sitting on my bed and poking <laughs> myself. It's a long process because I have one hand to work with a lot of the time, so that can be very challenging.
0: Mm. Yeah, because when you're doing it to someone else, you're, like, kind of using one hand to, like, spread skin. Yeah, it's so it important to yeah. have both
1: hands. Right. So doing it with one, just the tiniest tattoo, could
0: take, you know, so long.
1: five hours right. to do.
0: Um, so, you, so, you're self-taught. You taught yourself. Mm-hmm. You had to figure out how deep to go, how to do it. Um, I've... I I have many tattoos. I have many tattoos by many different people. Um, you know, women, men, hand poked, machine, professional hand poke versus you know dirty ass stick and pokes. Um, and you know, each one has been a very different experience, and I'm slowly kind of learning what I like in a tattoo experience and. I'm interested in maybe this is two part two questions, but um what kind of experience do you like to set up for people, and how has that been informed by the kind of tattoo experiences that you've had in being a receiver
1: so that that's actually the most important thing to me um, mm-hmm. because of experiences that I have and because of generally my personality and how I like for my relationships to be with other people. Um, I always ask my clients, you know, what kind of space they're in, what kind of energy they want to channel, Mm -hmm. kind of feel out like where they're at and what this process is for them. And my big thing in life is being able to hold space For others, Um, it's something that has lacked in portions of my life, um, even as a child. So in any way that I can, I just like to make sure that another person knows that I'm present and that they have the space to process or feel wherever they're at and whatever they're going through. Um, And I also recognize it as being this huge honor. For someone to give me their skin space and Mm. to alter their body forever Mm -hmm. and to trust me in that and be patient with me in the process. Mm -hmm. Um, So I always want for that to be really evident and I like for both of us to be part of the process and to know everything that's going on. Um, I've received tattoos um, mostly from men Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and absolutely nothing against male tattoo artist, but my experience has been with men and, you know, they've been less than magical. Mm -hmm. They've, it was like very evident that they weren't invested in it. Um, didn't translate what I was asking for onto my body. Like I ended up with pieces that were completely different than what we talked about. Um, didn't talk to me. While doing it, just being in really uncomfortable settings where it felt like <clears throat> I was in this very vulnerable situation. Um, and it almost felt like a violation in a way. Mm-hmm. And I never want for anyone that I tattoo to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I want for them to feel like, you know, I am extremely honored to do this. Um, and I also think that it's an energetic exchange for both of us. And I think that when you have someone that's channeling either negative energy or they're just not present, that kind of sticks with you and that piece. So it's really important to me that whoever I poke like has a very positive energy um, when they carry that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've had, um and I think this is echoed and, you know, I'll be the second to say, um, you know, I have, I have had some positive tattoo experiences with men, but for the, you know, my, like one of my more difficult tattoos, which I do really love was a situation where I was like super specific about what I wanted. And, you know, the tattoo was done and I was like, Oh weird. That's not the same. And, um, I think I've learned to communicate in a different way and to just be like overly clear and offer the respect of like, if you don't want to do that, like if you don't want to just give me an outline, if you are like a deep believer in shading this garlic tattoo, (laughs) hypothetically on my body, like just say no. Cause there's somebody else who will do this. And like, that's okay. Like I respect if this is, if you're like art isn't, just doing an outline, but that's what I want. And, um, yeah, my dear friend, Sarah Scott is an apprentice right now, honest to goodness, which is a women, a woman owned, this incredible woman, Kaylin owns it. It's just down the street from have company. It's mostly all women who work there. And you know, Sarah, I think has had a really similar experience where she just wants, so she's like basically apprenticing in just black line work. Like that's all she wants to do. She's like, that's all I'm going to do. Um, and yeah, I'm consistently inspired by like women tattoo artists specifically kind of taking over the experience. Um, what do you feel like? I think a lot of times people ask me and I don't always have the answer, but is like when people are like, well, is it safe? I mean, you're not in a tattoo shop. Um. What kind of like things are you doing or do you feel like you run up against in terms of, you know, safety or what precautions do you take to make sure that the experience is, you know, physically safe for people or what are maybe some misconceptions if you want to share those? Yeah,
1: um, <clears throat> that's definitely some things that I've had to learn along the way um, and just educate myself endlessly about mm-hmm. Um, Because I do think that that's a very important aspect. Especially being in the world of stick and poke. Because it does have such a bad rap. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, definitely for good reason. I can totally understand why. But I do have to differentiate what I do from getting a tattoo at a drunken party. Right. Um, So, like I said, it's all in educating um, myself and also having a lot of common sense, Mm. so, you know, like, my needles, I am so very careful with each one, Um, you know, making sure that I dispose of them correctly, and making sure that the spaces that I tattoo in are, you know, very clean, and things are covered, and using medical grade of everything that I use, using the proper equipment, Mm -hmm. um, not taking shortcuts, which Mm -hmm. could be really easy, but Mm -hmm. it's just not an option. Mm -hmm. Um, And surprisingly, you know, when people, people do ask questions, but they're a lot more on board with trusting me. Um, And I think that you can also like sense that. When you're in the spaces that I tattoo in, um, which is generally my home, mm-hmm. so I haven't come up against too much with you know people being overly concerned about it, and at the same time, like completely understanding and prepared for any questions that anyone would have.
0: Um, I was. Um, tattooed by T Lee recently and we um talked a little bit about and Sarah and, and I have talked about this this week and I've talked to Sarah a lot about it but it's just kind of this um, judgment in the kind of tattoo community of self-taught tattoo artists and this kind of like deep importance of like the apprenticeship and it's interesting because i and and even that judgment amongst women in the field, you know, it's, it, that is not just coming from men. If anything, it's maybe coming more from women. And I think it's really interesting because when Talia was here, um, Miliacho, who a lot of, also a great podcast episode, if you want to listen, um, you know, we talk a lot and she really tries to focus on like the very ancient nature of the hand yeah. poke tattoo. And that it's like, you know, uh, dear white America, we didn't actually invent this. Um, You know, I know you love your machines and your tattoo shop, but this is actually like, you know, sacredly marking a body is so very old. and my dad was recently watching I think his name is Anthony Bourdain no I don't know he like eats everywhere yeah yeah. and my dad who like has tattoos and loves my tattoos he was saying that he was so excited to tell me that he went somewhere and I'm so sorry I don't remember where but like this man you know in like a a small village like gave him this tattoo and had this long like stick Mm -hmm. and it was just really incredible and I love that Anthony Bourdain gets like tattoos everywhere he goes and eats but um so yeah I think and I think it's sort of this maybe this is like my theory I'm also this might be the most controversial episode right now because I feel like I probably have like tattoo artists listening who are like this is fucked up um but I think that it's kind of like weirdly patriarchal and like this weird thing that it's like we have to be taught by someone else and it has to be this way And and it's like I think it's like a fear thing it's like whoa, what if people were just teaching themselves stuff from their intuition and like channeling spirit and own divination practice? Maybe it's okay that we're not, you know, deeply studying under others or like maybe it's okay to study alone. Um, Anyways, that's my two cents. Uh, And yeah, I'm interested what you've maybe run up against or how you feel either welcomed or not welcomed from, like, coming from that kind of self taught perspective. Yeah.
1: Um, again, surprisingly, I feel like I've probably had the easiest experience ever no. with something like this. Sure. I, I feel like I should have had more difficulty with coming up against people, and I'm constantly prepared to mm-hmm. um, because I have tattooed artists that have worked in shops mm-hmm. um, and had conversations. I actually recently went with a friend of mine to get a tattoo and. She got it right next to um, one that I did on her leg. And the guy was like, oh, that piece is really cool. Where'd you get that? And she's like, oh, she did it in her house. So I'm like wanting to kind of crawl in a hole and not have this conversation. And, you know, he was very excited about it and talking about how well done it was and asking me what I used and like gave me... Some of his needles to play with, and well, it sounds really weird,
0: right? But, right,
1: <laughs> um, yeah, it was just a great experience that I wasn't expecting at all. But, um, I definitely do know plenty about, um, you know, the struggles that self taught, especially stick and poke artists, have, um, on so many levels because they do have that apprenticeship where they put in all of this time. You know, they can mm-hmm. go a year without getting paid. Right. And it is, like, this passed-down mm-hmm. art form, and I did get to skip that by teaching myself. Sure. Um, and I think for a long time, I was kind of hard on myself about that. I think that's why I kind of cowered from it for a while, mm-hmm. and it it took me just accepting the fact that yes I'm okay with the idea that this is a sacred art form and like you said we didn't invent this Mm -hmm. you know it wasn't started out as like this thing that you had to do an apprenticeship for um and it's okay I remember Talia and in her podcast Mm -hmm. mentioning how tattooing itself was her mentor and I so strongly get that I completely relate to that Um, because it is even an intuitive art Um, no one taught me how deep to go sure no one taught me you know form to use just practicing tattooing in itself has taught me those things Mm. Um, which I think is really beautiful. And in that way, it does kind of feel like it's Mm -hmm. hand-me-down, you know, just through, like, practicing my intuition and allowing it to be so sacred. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also, you know, try to express as strongly as I can that to whoever that I do also have so much respect for these apprenticeships that, that tattoo artists are doing. And I'm not, I don't have like me versus them mentality about it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And it's been really nice having people on the other side of the fence that doesn't feel that way towards me. we can have this mutual respect for each other. Um, you know, that we've gotten to learn in such very different ways. And I think that that's really beautiful. Um, to be able to do that but it it definitely can be controversial and I've heard lots of stories of stick and poke artists that have had those run-ins with mm-hmm. people where you know artists are just like power pissed
0: at them mm-hmm. but they're
1: like coming on the scene mm-hmm. with no training and mm-hmm. then they blow up right and well and yeah, I, I think that's where I'm like to, I feel
0: like it's it's hidden behind this like I think it's, like, a jealousy-fear thing, and I, that's what bums me out, I think, where it's, like, there's enough, like, there are enough bodies, there are enough people who want tattoos, there are enough people who want, like, different people's work, um, you know, I feel like I've had so many different women tattoo me now, and they all are really different experiences, and I would go to each of them again for different reasons, Mm -hmm. both, like energetically and from the work that they do um do you only tattoo your own drawings or do people come to you what's that what's the process like of generating you know like a custom new idea with someone
1: yeah so when I first started out I would pretty much do anything just to have bodies to put something on um and that wore off pretty quickly (laughs) Um, I think in the beginning I felt like I had to do that and wasn't getting all the fulfillment that I needed from it so I started doing my own pieces um, and I do have a sketchbook that generally people just choose from Um, and I typically actually had an experience in order to learn this lesson or for this to be something that I thought about. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did a flash event and I did a tattoo for a really amazing friend of mine Mm -hmm. and posted it on Instagram and someone saw it and really loved it and wanted it. And I did that same one on her and my friend (laughs) messaged me and was kind of like, I don't know if this is weird, but would it be, like, strange or inappropriate for me to ask if you didn't do the same tattoo that you gave me in the same place? Right. Um, she was very sweet about right, it. Right, totally. You know, she, yeah. she said, like, I feel like you're doing something really special where you can give one-of-a-kind mm. pieces, um, and definitely heard her on that, and so... Because
0: now she has matching tattoos now with she someone has matching. she doesn't know. Yeah, with
1: a total stranger <laughs> right. she'll never meet. Like, they might run into each other at a coffee shop and it'll be weird. Yeah. Or cool, you know. Right, right. Um, so I've, I've had to navigate that very carefully. Sure. Um, because I do also do Flash events, which with Flash, they're choosing from a very small set of mm-hmm. images that I've drawn. Mm-hmm. And people are going to get similar pieces
0: sure.
1: Um, but outside of that I I really like to do one-of-a-kind pieces um, because I do like the idea of giving something to someone that's very special to the individual that they are um, and for it to be part of a moment that we shared but yes, all all of the pieces that I do are mine. And I have a lot of people that will email me or message me mm-hmm. with images that they like and they want for me to do that for them. Sure. Um, so I've had to learn how to tell people. No. No. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, like you were saying, I tell them there's so many tattoo artists yeah. that would love to give that to you. Yes. Yes translate that perfectly I'm not that person for you and I feel really okay about that yeah
0: um you have a a separate full-time job but you do Mm -hmm. also make money tattooing do you feel like you is tattooing something you want to do full-time is it like do you feel happy right now to have this sort of full-time work that allows you the time to st- still be learning or to do tattoos? Where do you feel like you're at in terms of the structure of your work with your creative life slash work balance?
1: Um, yeah, for right now at this current moment in my life, I'm so very grateful for my full-time job um, just because I know that if, if someone handed me a shop, or this is all I did. I don't know that I would have the capacity for it.
0: Sure.
1: Um, and it's it's interesting in my full time work. It's I work in corporate, which ideally um, is not like generally what my heart is. And at the same time, um, on the flip side of it, I don't take my work home with me. Yeah, Um, And I'm also extremely inspired when I am at work um, because I work with a lot of creatives. Almost every woman that I work with, I work with all women Mm -hmm. currently, Um, and almost every woman that I work with is an artist outside of that Mm -hmm. job as well. So I'm constantly getting to see them create. So I go to work for 40 hours a week, I watch other women create, and then I come home and I don't carry it anymore, and that leaves a lot of space for... My creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's nice because it's like there's, there's restrictions and there's not freedom in working for corporate. And then there is this freedom in the time that I have outside of it. So it's a kind of a funny dichotomy. Um, but yes, eventually I do want to open up a studio. Um, and I have another friend that I actually taught how to do stick and poke. Mm-hmm and she's also a massage therapist
0: whoa yeah she's
1: incredible like
0: just a little seriously. massage tattoo shop actually. right yeah. yeah um
1: and she also is an herbal ally um and does herbal consultation so we've kind of been playing around with the idea of opening up this space where we can do stick and pokes she can you know do her massage out of and give consultations and I think the idea that I have is creating this safe space um, namely for women but I also you know want to navigate like being open um, to anyone that mm-hmm. needs that needs that um, if it's a space that they come just to you know rest um if it's a space that they come to to get a tattoo um whatever that looks like for them, I want for it to be very safe and very sacred and that's something that the city that I live in i don't feel like we really have mm. um it's it's a city we're definitely very much in the Bible belt, and it's I always use the word sterile for it. Mm -hmm. Um, it's very clean, family friendly. You don't see a lot of homeless people on the streets. Mm -hmm. Um, there's mega churches on every corner and it's very safe, like quote unquote safe. Um, but I also think that that has made it not safe for a lot of demographics. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I'm really interested in bringing, um, to the city and yeah I think that we have space for it we need it
0: so you do a lot of you know the work that you're doing is you know you're kind of constantly like in an energetic exchange with other humans both at your job and with your clients and you know you're they're sharing you know, just even from my own experience with you or, like, watching others with you, it's like you're taking on a lot and and giving a lot and receiving a lot. But what are some things that you do either daily or in your life to sort of, like, protect your own energy, stay grounded? I know for me, like, I can get really exhausted um, just sharing with people all day so do you get exhausted or like what are things that you do to like protect yourself and just take care of yourself every day
1: yeah I absolutely get exhausted very easily Mm -hmm. um so it's kind of funny I feel like stick and poke in my life just has come at the right time Mm -hmm. and it's really such a friend to me because it it has taught me a lot and everything that I'm trying to to navigate in this life, but I, the biggest thing for me is knowing what my boundaries are, and that's something that I kind of had this big epiphany about not too long ago, about a year ago, Mm -hmm. Um, and I realized that other people's boundaries were so important to me, and I also wasn't naming what my own boundaries were and so pretty much what was happening is I was overstepping my boundaries to meet them at theirs and was just constantly drained by that um so that's generally something that I've been practicing and it is a practice to vocalize what your boundaries are with someone else it's hard and the more I practice it the easier it gets um and as far as, you know, my full-time work and stick and poke goes, I I know how much of a capacity I have every week for my full-time job because it's the same hours mm-hmm. every week. Like, that is how much I get to invest. Mm-hmm. And with stick and poke, I've I've had situations where I just tattooed back-to-back all day long mm. and was literally just physically and emotionally and mentally drained and mm-hmm. tired mm-hmm. the next few days and quickly realized that I cannot do that. I so strongly commend artists that can do that, but that is not me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always make sure that... And I, and I want to give as much as I possibly can to every person that I poke. So I always make sure that I have... Um, open space where I can tattoo them and then I can also recover and rest and be alone and see sunshine or get a coffee or read a book or whatever it is that I need in between. Um, and coming here, you know, we had talked about how I had free reign to mm-hmm. book as much as I want or not want. yeah, And so... Tattooing for nine days, I had to figure out what what capacity I did have for that. Um so I actually took the first two days not doing anything. Yay. Which was wonderful because <laughs> I quickly realized, you know, I got here and had to face myself mm-hmm. right away and realized that I was walking away from a lot of big stuff that had been going on at home and was feeling very heavy. And it was hard, but good. Um, And I needed those two days desperately. And after those two days, I was ready. Like, I just needed to to start poking. Um, Hmm. And everything else that I've done, I've, you know, I do it in at least two to three hour increments. So I have have some recovery time in between. Um, And like I said, it's a practice. The more I do it, the more I learn how much I actually need or how much I can
0: carry. Um, what's, what's next for you? You go home in a few days. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like things came up for you this week that you want to put into practice or what are you sort of looking forward to? Like, I'm always interested, you know, what, why a residency what 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 did it serve for you this week and what do you want to take home um
1: yeah there's a lot that i'm that i'm taking home (laughs) a lot of goodness Mm um i i'm very much an introvert in every sense of the word Mm -hmm. um I'm also a Leo rising, so I can appear to not be an introvert, mm-hmm. but reality is that I definitely am. And I actually went through this summer of kind of falling off the face of the earth with tattooing, um, because it was blowing up a lot and even like having a positive response to it, I just shut down. Like everyone loves it and I'm like, sure. I want to die now. Right. I can't. Right. Um... And I even questioned, like, coming here mm-hmm. and made a lot of excuses of why I couldn't do it. Um, and just being in a space where literally my only obligation is to take care of myself and to tattoo other people has really made me realize that this is something that I, mm-hmm. that I need in my life. It's something that I love, and it's something that other people love, and I feel like they need to, I mean... The connections that I've made here, mm-hmm. which is funny, it's been mostly women, mm-hmm. um, and most everyone that reached out has been women, which is so funny. I think I had two men email me, um, but I've had so many special moments with these women that I've met, um, and I feel like a lot of it has been time that, that we both needed. It was a connection that they needed to talk things out or even to be silent Mm. in the moment and like just be present with each other. And I feel so much more aware of how this has become like a necessity in my life. So the biggest thing for me when I get back home is, Mm -hmm. is making this happen and Mm -hmm. being intentional about it. Um, and also how incredible rest has been. Um, I, I sometimes forget to rest um, and carry so much, and I have slept a lot here. I've been very generous to myself in getting to sleep in and take breaks in between, and it feels so lovely. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go home, and I'm going to poke everyone and... <laughs> Sleep in between, self-love in
0: between. Perfect. Yeah. Um, the last question of the Have Company podcast is what are you excited about? So a book, a blog, a podcast, a club. Um, it's
1: so funny because I listen to all your podcasts. I know. I love it? I
0: love when residents are <laughs> listeners.
1: I know that everyone knows like, this I'm is reading. coming. Yeah. I even laid in bed last night. Like, <laughs> you're like, what am I oh, about? I didn't what think am I about it? <laughs> I think I actually did think about something and I was half asleep and I can't remember what
0: it was. Um maybe the rule is I should start also saying what I'm excited yeah, about. Yeah, what are every you excited time. about, Marley? Oh, I have to go first? Yeah, go for it. You have a lot. I to was be about to excited be super about. honest about something and then I was like, "Whoa. <laughs> who's going to share that?" Um I'm excited about I'll just say it either way. I'm excited about love. I'm excited about like the easefulness of falling in and out of love this year i've like been in love a lot and it's hurt me a lot i mean getting divorced is like the saddest thing that i think i've ever gone through dear podcast maybe this is the first time i've (laughs) talked about it um but like how beautiful to be able to like fall in love and with my friends and with people and with like past lovers and future lovers and like yeah, I'm excited about love. I'm excited about, like, watching my other friends fall in love and have babies and love their babies. Um, I'm excited about love. Yeah.
1: She's talking about me. We've, we I'm fell in love. I'm talking about Cheryl. Sure.
0: We're in love. In love. That's <laughs> I mean.
1: We're just going to say it. I
0: do. I fall in love with every resident, and then they leave, and it's actually really intense. I for, I forget that, like, I... And that was kind of why I had to take a huge break this year, because from January to June, I had hosted, like, I don't know, something insane. Like, you know, it was like two a week at one point. And I was like, I just fell in love so many times and then watched those people leave over and over and over again. It was so exhausting. I was like, I am exhausted. Not just from the hosting, but from the like leaving, from watching people leave me every week. It was really intense. I don't think I'm identifying that until this moment. (laughs) like, holy shit, that was so intense. Anyways, what are you excited about? That is,
1: that makes me feel really intense. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you do it. Um, yeah, that's that's definitely something that I'm excited about.
0: I've got a wonderful
1: sweetheart back home. Um,
0: Sent her a package, y'all. He you know, like, did send me a USPS. package. Use that USPS. Yeah,
1: first day I got here, <sighs> it was. Marley hands me a package, and I literally just met her, and <laughs> almost cried. <laughs> within two minutes um
0: that's not totally normal here
1: yeah <laughs> yeah I kind of wanted to cry as soon as I walked in the door yeah. for sure Especially, I place. love crying yeah. it's my favorite Me too. my favorite pastime <laughs> um yeah I'm excited about that I'm excited to to have someone to come home to and to miss someone um I'm excited about there being a season two of Stranger Things
0: oh yeah I, I gotta keep going. I'm only a couple episodes going. in. I it know. took
1: yeah, it, it took B and I like a month to yeah. watch it. Yeah. I mean we literally like kept falling asleep yeah. through the first three episodes. Yeah. We we couldn't. Um and then we took a day where we did nothing but watch Stranger Things yeah. literally from morning to night. That's what you have to do. Well um, I love Winona. Love Winona.
0: I was with um of so my great. friend recently and we are, have been talking about getting matching tattoos where I get Winona forever and she gets Wino forever nice. um, because that's how we identify yeah. but um, yeah I love Winona very much
1: yeah she such a girl crush on yeah. her and she's crazy as shit Yeah, which makes me even love her yeah. even more
0: in the show um. oh I'm excited about fiction books Okay. I haven't read a fiction book in years. What
1: fiction book are you
0: reading? I'm reading The Good Girl, New York Times bestseller, suggested for fans of Gone Girl, <laughs> which I only saw the movie. Nice. But I, you know, I got it. At, I, you know, I love Law & Order, mm-hmm. <laughs> SVU, and uh, I was like, I want a book that, like, feels like I'm watching Law and & Order. And I saw this at the airport last week, and I was like, this looks awesome, and it's great. Talk about how to not always be working. Because every time I read, I'm, like, reading some spiritual self-help book. And yeah, I'm just it's working. working. I'm, like, this is working on myself, <laughs> on my vision.
1: Yeah, now read just, a book about someone else working ex- on their self. Ex- <laughs> I'm into that. I'm so into that. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm excited about my donor workshop that I'm going to be taking cool. um, to be a doula. That's cool. super exciting. Yeah. Finally knocking that
0: out. Birth doula.
1: Birth doula, yeah. Bringing all the magical babies in the world. I love
0: babies. Yeah. That's a lot to be excited about. Yeah. Uh, any final, any like? final thoughts? Final words for the people?
1: Um. Yeah, get to have company, like, tomorrow. In the next 17 days. You, yeah. Counting down the minutes, you have to get here. It's such a magical space, and... Being here, I realized I would have not had a life fulfilled if I hadn't have come. So get here while it's
0: here. Yeah, you being heres I've definitely been, for those listening, I'm moving to Oakland, California in 17 days. And um, I feel really excited and lucky and grateful. But, um, yeah, I think I haven't hosted a resident in so long. And so I've kind of been like, bye, like I'm ready to go. And having a resident here this week has been like, oh no. No, what have I done like I've definitely been having that feeling which is intense but um, yeah I don't think I don't think that would go away even if I felt beyond like I feel ready and still it's it's lingering so yeah if you want to if you want to experience have company as a physical space you have 17 days yeah would love to have you Okay. thank you thank you thanks for listening everybody bye